You're listening to Wholeheartedly Me with your host, Madison Lamoureux. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Wholeheartedly Me. It's me, Madison. Uh, So as a lot of you already know, I have been MIA as far as posting any episodes in the past couple of months. And that is primarily because I was going through a lot of um, mental health and family uh, relationship things. Um, And so I ended up taking a break from recording for a while. Um, I wanted to originally post um, an episode for all of you, kind of giving you a heads up and letting you know that I will be taking a break. But unfortunately, with a lot of things that were going on in my family and in the house, um, I wasn't able to record that. Um, So this episode is more just kind of updating all of you on what's been going on with my life in the past couple of months and kind of what I was going to record, but unfortunately wasn't able to or some things came up and I just couldn't do it. Um, And I apologize for a lot of the ums. Uh, It's been a while since I've been recording, so I'm a little getting used to it again. So to kind of go into more detail as far as um, the things that I wanted to record but just didn't because I was going through a lot at the time, um, my last episode I had posted was probably around Mother's Day. And uh, after that, things kind of took a turn for the worse. And... When I mean took a turn for the worse, I mean quite literally. So at the end of May, early June, my parents uh, decided to go on a vacation for a couple of weeks. And it was a really great time. I mean, it was dead silent in the house. We finally had quiet. We finally didn't get bickered at every five minutes. It was beautiful. And then they came back. Now, here's the thing. I also got a puppy about the week before they came back. And originally for months on months, they kept saying, no, you can't have another dog. No, you can't have another dog. Well, let me tell you, I'm an adult. I don't need your permission to get another dog in the first place. However, I did take their concerns into consideration and I got the dog anyways. Um, She is my emotional support animal. She is actually got a letter from, she's prescribed me essentially. And it is primarily because um, I suffered through a lot of mental health challenges that I will kind of go into more detail with. Um, but she's an amazing little puppy. I love her so much. Um, unfortunately, my husband's kind of stolen my puppy, um, but it's okay because she still adores me and she's still there for me when I need her. Um, and she recognizes when I'm having an emotional time and she's right there for me. Uh, so to kind of go into detail as to after I got the puppy, Um, my family, my parents had come back into town from their vacation and things just kind of went downhill really fast. And when I mean that, I mean, it was more of, um, the disagreements that I was having with my family. And... When I mean that, I mean um, my parents and I never really got along to start with, um, even since I was a little kid. Um, But now as an adult, I kind of was raised into this mentality by my parents to kind of just sit back and to play dead in a way and let them walk all over me and let them um, treat me with just 
that's utter disrespect. And in light of the recent events that I had gone through, I learned and discovered that I don't have to play dad and I don't have to let you disrespect me. Um, I can't stand up for myself. I can't stand my ground. And I can have the mentality of not giving a crap about how you feel or disrespecting you because you've never once given me any ounce of respect, but you've always demanded that I respect you. Um, And so I kind of got into this mindset of, I don't really care. And anyways, to go into more detail as far as what had happened, um, my parents and I got into a lot of disagreements and it was end of July. It was literally like the first week of August. Um, and things just kind of started getting worse and worse. And it got to a point where I decided to leave and I packed my car and I left and, um, I left for the night, but I came back and then my parents and I got to another argument and my husband and I got to an argument about my parents. And so I got really mad and I said, you know what? That's it. I'm going to stay in a hotel. I can't stay here anymore. I can't. So I left again and I booked a hotel and I stayed at the Hilton, um, in another city near our house though, but it was um, probably about 20 minutes away. And I stayed there and it helped because I felt like I was finally alone, but I also felt like I was still close enough to be near my son. And I brought my puppy with me (laughs) and she was in the car with me on and off the whole trip. And it was great. It wasn't like a trip trip. I drove to like Bakersfield. Um, It wasn't really far, obviously. Um, apologizing for the noises in the background. I have a boot on right now. So if you hear any of those like Velcro sounds, that's why. Um, so anyways, I ended up, um, staying in a hotel for the night and it was a Friday night that I was in the hotel. And that Saturday morning I, you know, I had texted my husband and we were talking back and forth and I had explained why I was doing what I was doing and he understood. And anyways, um, that Saturday morning, I decided I was going to come back home. So I did. And then my dad and I got into a fight. And then I had told my husband and my husband went out there to go talk to my dad. And my dad was complaining about me. And I had overheard my husband essentially in a way kind of agreeing with my dad. And it upset me. And then I got even more madder. So I stormed off and I packed my bag, my backpack, and I, um, you know, packed my medications and whatnot. And I had the intention of, I was leaving. Um, I got a block away from the house. I was in my car and I was sitting in my car, just crying my eyes out because I was just so utterly upset because my dad and I are very close and we got into this major fight. And then my husband and I got into this major fight. And I just thought, you know, this is never going to end. It's never going to end. I'm never going to be out of this. And, you know, I'm never going to stop feeling so emotionally upset. And so, um, I had texted my cousin and my cousin had previously been hospitalized for her depression. And I knew that she would kind of understand what I was going through at that moment. So I texted her and I was crying and I was freaking out. And I, you know, I said, you know, all I want to do is I want to take a handful of tramadol. Or not tramadol. Trazodone. Trazodone, which are sleeping pills, essentially. Um, and I said, you know, all I want to do is just finish my trazodone and be done with it. I just want to go to sleep and not wake up. I just, I, I can't do this anymore. And it was a really difficult thing for me to talk about even now. But looking back at it, I realized that that moment in my life really 
shined a light on a lot of the things in my life that I was going through. So anyways, I had suicidal thoughts and it scared me. And so I checked myself into the ER and I ended up getting admitted and I was sent to inpatient, which is exactly what I wanted. Now, mind you, yes, I did have the thoughts of wanting to do it, but I never considered actually doing it. I never acted on it. I never, you know, planned to do any of it. It was all just an emotional roller coaster for me. And it was all something that I emotionally had the mindset of, I just want this to end. I just want the pain to stop. I just want the fighting and the incessant disrespect and the incessant nagging to just end. I just want it to go away. And at that time, because I was so emotional, suicidal thoughts were the only thing I could think of. Suicidal thoughts were the only thing I could think of to stop the pain. And it scared me because I didn't want that. I didn't want to think that way. I didn't want to have those thoughts. And so I checked myself into a hospital. And I was sent to inpatient. And I was transferred to a hospital uh, local to me. And I stayed there for two days. I was on a 5150 hold, which is a... um, psychiatric hold. It's a 72-hour hold. It's a mandatory hold. You don't have a choice. You're stuck there for 72 hours until they release you. I however, was released a little bit earlier than 72 hours. It was like maybe 65 hours. <laughs> um, but anyways, I got the treatment that I needed. I got the help I needed. I did the group therapy for months um, and everything was great. My dad went out of town right after I got back home Um, and then my mom went with him and it was great. It was dead silent in the house. We were perfect. It was amazing. And then my mom came back in September and you could just feel that it was uncomfortable with her in the house. You could just feel the negativity from her and the deadness in the house. Um, and she avoided us like at all costs. Like she was literally upstairs all the time, never came downstairs or was always gone. And that's okay. That's fine and dandy for me because I don't have to have contact with you. And I had established a boundary when I got out of the hospital that I didn't want my parents to talk to me unless I talked to them or unless it was an emergency because I felt that I needed to establish that boundary of saying, you need to leave me alone. Don't try and target me. Don't try and attack me and don't try to instigate a fight with me because I'm not stable enough to handle it. And for the first couple of months, they abided by it, or the first couple of weeks, really. Um, And then it was about the last week before my mom was supposed to go back to go see my dad. And she started instigating and nagging and being passive aggressive. And at that point, I texted my dad and I said, look, I was willing to work with her and I was willing to set aside things to build a relationship. And she started to do her typical passive aggressive attitude. If she continues to do this, don't speak to me. Just, I'm setting up the boundary again. I let her cross it a few times to test the waters, but now I am saying she cannot cross that boundary anymore. And she did it. And then she left town and it was great. And then they came back and they got back on Monday and it sucked because from the moment they got back, it has been nonstop nagging, nonstop bickering, nonstop bugging me about every little thing that's gone on in the house. And it's like, hey, you know, for three or four months, we took care of your house. We took care of your dying dog. We took care of her dead body. Uh, We took care of the cremation process and arranged all of that for you. 
Um, what else did we do? Oh yeah, we made sure that your cars didn't break down. We made sure your house didn't burn down. We made sure your backyard was clean, your front yard was clean. We made sure that people saw a decent looking house, not a rundown house. But what you see as soon as you come home is we didn't do any of that. We left a mess. We left a messy table. We must have left a messy counter. We didn't mop the floors, which is a lie because I polished the floors like two days before they came home. Now, here's the thing. It would have been a lot cleaner. Like the counters would have been spotless. The table would have been spotless. The front yard would have been cleaner. Except here's the thing. I broke my foot on Sunday night, the night before they came back into town. I broke my foot. It broke my fifth metatarsal, which is the pinky bone, the long bone in your foot, not the pinky toe, but the bone in the foot. Yeah, I broke that. So I couldn't walk. I was on crutches for the first day and then for actually for the, like the first two days. And then I saw my doctor and he put me in a boot, but I still can barely walk. I'm like hobbling down the house because the boot is heavy and my foot still hurts all the time. I can't walk. And up until this morning, I wasn't able to really walk without the crutches. So I couldn't carry things in my hands because I was holding the crutches and trying not to face plant the floor. But to them, I'm being lazy. To them, I'm not being good enough. And so I lost my temper. And that is why I wasn't able to record a bunch of episodes throughout this entire time period. It was primarily because I was going through all of that. I was going through a lot of fighting and a lot of challenges and a mental health collapse. And then I went back to work and broke my foot and was still a full-time mom, was still a full-time wife, was still a full-time employee, um, and was trying to repair my marriage. And as I've told you before in the beginning of this podcast was my goal is to be 100% transparent with all of you because I want you to know that you're not alone. And I want you to know that we all go through things that are not easy, but talking about it, getting help with it, and seeking that help and actively listening to that help is going to be better for you in the long run than it will in the short run. One thing I struggled with the most was taking my medications, staying stable, and working on myself because I don't really, I'm not really good at self-care, not really good at self-love. Um, and that's something I'll talk about in another episode too, um, about my mental health and everything and what I went through and, um, and all of that. But as I mentioned, um, a lot of the reasons why I wasn't able to record was I was going through a lot of things with my family um, and a lot of things with my mental health and then work. Um, And then at the same time of all of this, trying to repair my marriage. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it at all yet. I probably haven't done an episode on it yet. But my husband and I, we were we're an amazing couple when we're on a good standing ground. you know, we have never had the intention of ever divorcing each other or ever splitting up because we always want to make sure that our son has a happy home. We want to make sure our son is happy and that our son has both of us. And we would never jeopardize our son's happiness for our own happiness. And we've always had this mentality of if we're going to fight, let's talk it out. Let's fix it. Let's figure it out. And let's see if we can resolve it rather than immediately resorting to divorce. 
And so when I mentioned I was repairing my marriage with my husband, I literally mean we were repairing it. Um, there were some things we went through in the past couple of months earlier this year that were really hard for us and were really hard for both of us to really um, accept and go through. But the recent events really showed that we can survive it and that if we work hard enough with it and we work hard enough with each other and we're both willing to work hard on it, that will be okay. And yeah, there will still be bumps in the road, but we're always going to stick together and we're always going to fight for each other. And we're always going to fight for our son so that he has a happy life and he has a happy family. Because to me and my husband, family is one of the most important things in your life. And if you mess with me, you mess with my whole family. You don't just mess with me. So with that, uh, this is gonna this is just a short episode. Um, I'll probably be posting another episode this week um, on each event that's happened in the past couple of months that I went through um, just so that I can be transparent with you guys and so you can kind of see that not everything is perfect. Um, you can put up a front to everybody, but nobody really knows what goes on, on behind closed doors. Um, nobody really sees that. And I want to shine light on that. And I want to shine light on the fact that even though behind closed doors, my husband and I may seem perfectly happy or my family and I may seem like we're on good terms. But in reality, my husband and I struggled and my family and I don't get along at all. So anyways, um, I hope you guys are having a great start to your November. And I will be posting another episode probably this week and hopefully more coming soon on everything that's been going on. And, uh, yeah, getting ready for the holidays. I'll probably be posting some products that I'm going to be getting, um, talking about those things, talking about what I'm going to be doing for family for Christmas and for the holidays, um, and also work. So anyways, I hope you guys all have a really great rest of your day and hope you get to hear me soon again. Do you have any questions that you want me to answer in this podcast or even have any suggestions or topics? Go ahead and send us an email, wholeheartedlymepodcast at gmail.com. And go ahead and check out our website, wholeheartedlymepodcast.com. We have amazing products there. We are going to be putting uh, merchandise there now. And we are going to be posting blogs regularly on products that we are going to be reviewing, but also on topics that we've talked about during our episodes. Check it out.